Welcome to These Amazing Places Podcast. This is show number 114 for the week of June 28th, 2010. Welcome back for those of you that are returning and welcome for those of you that are new. Uh, just for reference, I never say this, but whenever I announce the date, we actually release shows on Mondays. I never say that before, but uh, so when I say the week of June 28th, it actually is, that's a Monday. So, and we've just thought it's easier to release on Mondays than it is to release on Sundays. And we do it right away in the morning. Of course, our time, which is, of course, Eastern Standard Time here on the uh, United States of America. So, with that, it's a 4th of July weekend celebration week podcast. This is Adam. Here's Doug. Hi, everybody. This week, I'm just going to jump right into it. We are going to be doing uh, Arlington Cemetery in Washington, D.C., uh, obviously, I don't have to give a lot of explanation for that. Uh, July 4th is our uh, holiday to, uh, to uh, help me out, Adam. <laughs> celebrate, <laughs> our celebrate our independence. independence. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, okay. okay. i got to explain this. We're, we both just mowed, and it's oh, it's, been, well, it's a, hot. a long day, yeah. and it's hot. And it's Animal to... Kingdom hot. <laughs> if you're a Disney listener Disney. on the other side. Oh, man. Anyway. I'm uh, dragging, that's for sure. So, so. anyway, uh, that is the reason why we chose to want to do Arlington uh, for many reasons. And everybody, whatever that reason happens to be for you, I hope that you can at least enjoy the show. And we're going to give you the pertinent information if you want to go there, visit, and uh, throw in some other stories and stuff along the way. So, anything else, Adam? Nope, that's it. I just say sit back and enjoy the show. <laughs> enjoy the air conditioning, everybody. Yeah, definitely. Have you seen our latest pictures at Flickr? Well, you can. Just go to our website, click on the Photos tab, and it'll take you from there. Or you can go to flickr.com slash photos slash theseamazingplaces. Don't forget, either. You can always reach us at theseamazingplaces.com. Okay, Doug, so since you were there... We're going to do the usual frequently asked questions of okay. visiting Arlington Cemetery. And instead of actually giving a question this time, uh, you got I'm it just going to kind of put this stuff out. So, all right. First, I'm going to give you just a visitor information. Hours. Uh, it opens at 8 a.m. It's open 365 days a year. April 1st to September 30th, it closes at 7 p.m. The other six, month, six months, it closes at 5 p.m. Um, parking. Or getting there. There's lots of paid parking available at a cost of $1.75 per hour for the first three hours. Adam and I kind of discussed this. It doesn't cost to get into the place, but this is how they get their money mm -hmm. through parking. Uh, any additional hours after the third hour is $3.50 an hour. Uh, you can also take, this is something to remember, you can take the metro to Arlington, uh, which is the train, basically the subway train, in case somebody doesn't know what that is. Uh, that's an inexpensive way to get around. Um, let's see. It's also it's also a stop on the tour mobile. We talked about this, I think, on the Monument Show. Mm -hmm. The tour mobile basically is the name for the double decker bus, the hop on hop off bus. So you can do unlimited boarding at a single daily rate if you do that. Strollers and wheelchairs are not available at the cemetery, so be sure to bring your own if you need one. Uh, we'll get into that a little more. There's a, I'll just say it right out. There's a lot of walking on this, and so plan yeah. on being on your feet. Uh, you know, it can be as short or as long as you want. If you want to see a lot of stuff there, though, uh, including the featured 
audio that we're going to do here. I guess I didn't really say what that was, but it will be the changing of the guard. There's, of course, not a lot of audio to everything in it, but there mm. are, is some, and so we're going to put in what we can to that. Uh, there's some neat stuff that actually happened with this happens within that. So, cemetery facts. Do we want to just jump into that? Sure, go for okay. it. Arlington Mansion and 200 acres of ground were dedicated as a military cemetery on June 15, 1864, by Secretary of War Edwin M. Stanton. Uh, presently, uh, there are 328,000 people buried at Arlington. I'm going to throw something in here that I don't have in my notes, but I know in my head. They just created a, a separate cemetery. Uh, it's a little bit separated, but it's also within the cemetery for just the Afghanistan and Iraq war. And there's presently about 7,000 soldiers in there. Mm -hmm. uh, there is an average of, uh, well, let me jump into this first. Uh, you know, I'll go. There's an average of 28 funerals per day there. So as you can see, that number is always rising as each day goes by. Arlington is administered by the Department of the Army instead of the National Park Service, which maintains most cemeteries. That's why it's really... It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, I'll just, you know what, since I'm thinking about it here, if you look at the headstones and how they're all perfectly lined up, whether you're looking at an angle or you're looking uh, at them in a straight row, it's to uh, symbolize marching formation. Oh. And so basically cool. it just means they're marching off to, mm -hmm. yeah, to, uh, to their next destination. I was going to say, did you, are you going to mention anything about how it came to be? How yeah. Arlington? Okay. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that's in here. All right. Uh, if okay. not, I'll say something. That's fine. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll leave that part for you. So okay. We'll, we'll let you go into that. Flags are flown at half staff from a half hour before the first funeral until a half hour after the last funeral each day. Uh, let me throw in the story here. Caisson, in case somebody doesn't know what that is. It's a horse-drawn carriage. It's just a flat wagon with a huge horse, man, that pulls it. Um, I saw one come through. It's actually pulling a casket, a flag-draped uh, coffin. And that usually signifies that it is a high-ranking official that has passed away. And one of those came up on me while me and the rest of the group while we were there. Of mm -hmm. course, I didn't take pictures. I didn't take video. Stupidly enough, I started to think about it. And then somebody reminded me, and I had already kind of reminded myself at that point, hey, you know, have some respect for, mm -hmm. for this. But it was something that our tour guide said you never, almost never see. Unless it's really a planned thing and you're there cool. knowing that it's going to happen. So it was awesome. Everybody mm -hmm. got quiet and you just heard this huge animal with this wagon with the steel wheels even on it. Wow. Move past us. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it was really it was really something that I just didn't expect. It's an experience that's fitting for what you might think of on the 4th of July. Yeah. Seriously. Like you're thinking, yeah. holy cow, that guy right there in that casket that's dead basically was fighting for my life yeah you know it's like that's crazy and so since we are speaking about that i will say to be buried at arlington you must be an active duty member of the armed forces retired active military veteran reserves veteran upon reaching age 60 the president spouse widow minor child permanently dependent child of eligible veterans they also put a uh, date there was a date up to a certain time when you joined the military and everything as to whether your spouse hmm. and your children can be buried with you. Uh, they did that not because they have no compassion for these men or women. No room. But they were running out of room. Yeah, and they realized, hey, mm -hmm. this, this cemetery will be beyond capacity uh, within, I think they said, 12 years from what well, would have been actually 2009. Hmm. I believe that's what it was if they hadn't slowed it down. Anyway, okay, go into the stuff that you want to talk about, Adam. 
Okay, I just wanted to say that the reason Arlington Cemetery kind of came about was really kind of an accident. Um, basically, what happened was it all started back at the Civil War uh, in 1864. Of course, uh, Doug read the statistics of when it become a, when it was officially, you know, deemed the cemetery Arlington National Cemetery. But anyway, it was because that the uh, Civil War was going on and they needed a place to bury some people, and they just started burying them there. And it ended up being General Lee's backyard, or actually his yard. <laughs> yeah, and there's a whole story. So we'll there's a story a behind bit, it so. because his actual old, old original house is up there. It's called the Arlington House up on the hill. But anyway, uh, just is quite interesting because you figure, well, no, they they designated this a long time ago, and that's why it's the way it is. Or no, that they had this master plan. Yeah, to bury no, military people. No, no master plan. It just kind of ended up that way, and. Uh, and so, because of it, it, it also allows you to go and explore to see, you know, well, maybe you want to go see those Civil War graves and stuff. And it's, it's really like, awesome. Yeah. Plus, it's there like, are actors. Uh, Audie Murphy, uh, Joe Lewis, the boxer, is there. There's many mm-hmm. famous people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I, you know, it, it sounds cliche, but I want to say I think they're all, honestly, famous. If you've died... You gave your life for me, uh, whether you're buried in Arlington yeah. or not. Yeah. You're famous to me. But I, I guess the thing that I got out of that that was seeing that I just I, – I guess it, it amazed me that some of these men hung their careers up. I mean, as a boxer, as an actor, as a lot of that stuff, they hung their careers up long enough to go and serve for their country. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you have more stuff that you want to say nope, on that? I okay. just – go ahead. Yep. Okay. Uh, we're going to jump into here really just some things to see. When you're in Arlington, and we'll kind of finish up uh, with what's going to be our featured little part of audio. I just want to tell everybody, too, before I go uh, farther into this, I'll have video, and I promise the video is going to get up. I still don't even have the video up yet for uh, Mount Vernon from the show for last week. Oh, okay. And so it's just been crazy. And so I just want to apologize for but that. But when you say that, you say you're going to put it on Flickr, right? Yeah. Okay. It will go on Flickr. Yeah, so it's just going so to be made live. If any of you know, if seen Flickr or mess with it at all, it's it's posted by the date you post it, and right. so it doesn't necessarily mean if you just go to into our sets, Doug will just throw them into the Washington D.C. set, right. and you and can so just you can see, see videos, pictures, whatever we have live. And then we it's usually mark it mm-hmm. what corresponds with what show. Mm-hmm. We'll just put a small note in the description there so that you know, hey, this goes with the show, so you're not looking forever. Right, and we and you all can also search. There's a lot of tags that can work within our photo stream. You can search by tag. So if you want a specific something like General Lee's house or something like that, it'll show up if right. if we have it posted live. If we have it tagged, yeah. yeah. Which or, we're doing better mm-hmm. at that. But wow, it's just when large floods of photos and video and everything come in from just doing a trip, it's hard. It's hard to go through mm-hmm. 700 to a thousand different pieces of media plus the audio and get all that stuff in in a timely manner. So anyway, uh, we'll get beyond that. We'll go back into, okay, what to see when you're in Arlington. First thing is Memorial Amphitheater. It's a marble amphitheater uh, that was dedicated on May 15, 1920. Three major annual memorial services held in the amphitheater, Easter, Memorial Day, and Veterans Day. There are also many other memorial services held there each year. President Woodrow Wilson placed the cornerstone of the amphitheater on October 15, 1915, sealed uh, inside the cornerstone is a copy of each of the following. The Bible, Declaration of Independence, U.S. Constitution, 1915 American Flag, Designs and Plans for the Amphitheater, 
La Enfance map design of Washington, D.C. Autograph of the Amphitheater Commission. One of each U.S. coin in use in 1915. 1915 U.S. postage stamps. 1914 map of Washington, D.C. And the Congressional Directory, City Directory for Washington, D.C. Autograph photo of Woodrow Wilson. The Cornerstone Dedication Program and the Evening Star newspaper account of the ceremonies. There is a small chapel beneath the amphitheater also. Okay, next thing that I'm going to go into, I'm going to, I got to kind of skip through my notes, so I don't want to go into the other thing next. Uh, okay, Arlington House, which we just mentioned, mm -hmm. which was Robert E. Lee's house. Uh, I'm just going to give you some quick information on it. Uh, the mansion and 27 surrounding acres uh, are maintained by the Parks Department. Story behind the mansion. The federal government had confiscated the mansion and property in 1864, claiming that property taxes had not been paid since Mrs. Lee had been required to pay the $92.07 assessed in person and timely payment from her agent had been refused by the government. Hence, obviously you can tell by that little bit right there that there was some real tension between Lee and the federal government. Robert E. Lee and his wife never legally challenged the return of the home as Lee left it would be too uh, div divisive. So he basically figured why fight it? Just forget about it. In 1870, after his father's death, death, George Washington Custis Lee, their eldest son, filed a lawsuit in Alexandria Circuit Court, which resulted in a 5-4 U.S. Supreme Court decision in 1882 returning to Custis Lee Arlington House and 1,100 acres, with the finding they had been legally confiscated and illegally confiscated in 1864. In 1883, Custis Lee sold the mansion and property to the U.S. government for 150,000. Do you have anything past that? Nope. I was just okay. Go ahead. Well, and also, you know, we did bring up that a little bit how Arlington really started, and it is true that that the first few graves that were actually put into Arlington were put in his yard. And mm -hmm. really, it was I. From what our tour guy said, it was really used as a uh, an intimidation factor to get him mm -hmm. to leave. They didn't want him to be there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I haven't looked completely into that. I don't know why there would have been such animosity between him and the government. Maybe he uh, had some real problems with how they were doing things at the time. So I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff in behind it. So, but. That's really not what this show's about. So you can look into that if you wish. Uh, there will be a lot of pictures and everything of all the stuff that we're talking about. Uh, so you can go on and look at that, uh, well, during the show or after. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, last but not least, uh, the major thing to see in there, I guess, you know what, there are some other things. John F. Kennedy is buried there with mm -hmm. his wife, Jackie Onassis. Uh, and, you know, I, there were kids that were buried with him that I never knew they were just babies. Yeah, they that were. They, they died before he died. Okay, is what those were. Okay, now so. a lot of people might say, why is John Kennedy, his son, not buried there? And it's because when his plane went down at sea, he was considered to be buried at sea, so there is no marker for him there. Uh, a lot of people think, why is Jackie Onassis, who was married to someone else at the time, buried there? There, and that is because her husband died before she died so therefore mm -hmm. she was able to go and be buried with her original husband so uh i thought that was fitting and nice uh, a lot of people obviously visit that i thought it was kind of 
other than getting up steps and stuff, it was inconspicuously marked. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously up on a mound, and it is kind of set there's apart. There's an eternal but, flame there, too, right. but other than that, it's like, well. Yeah, there's just... And so anyway, I, I took pictures of it. You'll you see have to that. explore to kind of see stuff. So. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. you do. You're right. Mm-hmm. And you really, when you're there, you have to slow down. And yep. you can get uh, directories and stuff that will show you, show you where people are buried and give you some other information like that. So just plan on doing that if you're there. So anyway, uh, that being said, we've gone into a lot of other things. I'll go into now uh, the last thing that we're going to talk about, and then we'll play some audio from here, which is the Tomb of the Unknowns. On Let's see here. I'm just going to go into describing it. On March 4th, 1921, Congress approved the first burial of an unidentified American soldier from World War I. Carved in the marble sarcophagus are three. Of course, when I want to get to the notes quickly here, there we go. Uh, are three Greek figures representing peace, victory, and valor. An inscription also carved on the sarcophagus is: "Here rests in honored glory an American soldier known but to God." There are three soldiers buried in the tomb, one each from World War One, World War Two, Korea. A Vietnam soldier was buried there as well but through a dna test his identity was learned so he was removed from the tomb in 1999 the pentagon decided that because of the dna testing no new soldiers would be laid to rest in the tomb of the unknown soldier be sure to watch the changing of the guard which is what we're going to be doing audio a little bit of audio from Mm -hmm. and some video be sure to watch the changing of the guard ritual which takes place every half hour from april 1st through september 30th and every hour from October 1st through March 31st. Now, a lot of people were wondering when we were up there, first of all, what do these guys do at night? And they actually do training a lot of times in this, but there's still a guard always on watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they continue to do the ceremony just as if my somebody no- were there. My notes so, say every two hours at night is when they do the changing of the guard. Really? They actually do it every two hours. Okay. But this this is old, so right. I'm not sure. So they may have changed it? They may have changed it. I yeah, don't because, know. Well, I don't, I'm trying to think because I was there on an hour, but it could have been two hours when I arrived. I don't oh. know. But I was also there, and this is something else uh, that you'll get to see in the video is uh, there was also a changing of the wreath. And what that is is people donate uh, wreaths to commemorate, and it could be for somebody that they love that just died. It could be just that they want to honor the military Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so there's a whole ceremony that goes along with that too every time that there's a wreath donated they go through the ceremony and it happens at the changing of the guard they do the same thing they change the wreath Mm -hmm. um some neat stories that i've heard is uh well even recently when there's been bad weather like uh, even this past winter there were horrible snowstorms that went through there up to what 60 inches of snow Mm -hmm. i believe at a time and uh they this is how it usually happens they um they call up to the area where that soldier's at. Uh, he can leave his post at that point to answer the call. Uh, he's told at that point, hey, you need to leave. There's bad weather coming in. This has happened a lot of times, not just with this past winter. Many times when there's severe like weather, tornadoes, whatever coming through, those men have always refused to leave their post. Wow. And they continue to do this through rain, through snow. I, I just thought at the time, what the heck did it look like with him and you'll see in the video if you watch if you've never seen it he walks like one straight carpet and he walks back and forth mm-hmm. along that uh, along that that row uh, what did that look like with 60 inches of snow yeah on the ground and was there somebody up there clearing the way so he could continue to do 
what you know what they do. And so I, I thought that was awesome mm-hmm. to hear. Hmm. Um, they actually did, and you'll I think I can throw some video in of this little tent that's set up to one side. It's big enough for one man to step into. They actually put that in there so he could step in and get hydrated or get himself out of the weather if he was very cold. So mm-hmm. there is some compassion there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long that's been there. I don't think it's been there. I don't believe it's even been there 20 years. Yeah. So. Huh. So there are certain things about it that, that are pretty neat. From what I've heard, it's a great honor to do that. Oh. So any any yep. soldier that gets to actually do it, that makes sense why they would, wouldn't leave their post. Well, and you have to be, so. see, this is stuff now that my wife could actually. There's a bunch of a restrictions, right? You mm-hmm. have to be a certain weight. Uh, the height and weight were incredible. Mm-hmm. It was like um, you had to be over six foot tall, but you had to have like a 28-inch waist. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I thought, I know. these guys though, I know, that were there. Um, I've got some pictures, I believe, and maybe a little bit of video of them. They were mountains. These were huge, man. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing to watch these young schoolgirls and guys, but the young schoolgirls just get up beside them and want their picture taken. And these guys were, they were mammoth, but mm-hmm. they couldn't have been any, mm-hmm. uh, any nicer to the kids. Uh, couldn't, of course, as you would expect from a military personnel, they were so polite to mm-hmm. everybody that came by. Of course. Uh, it, was, it was fairly warm, too, on that day. And you would have never known it to watch them in their uniforms and how they acted. So anyway, okay. it was a real, just an interesting, uh, fascinating experience. So we'll play. You know what? I haven't listened to all the audio here. I just now brought it to Adam. It's as we said before. It's been kind of crazy. I do know that in the in the beginning of this video, the the soldier steps up. And you'll hear him say, "Ladies and gentlemen," and so you'll hear that. And he goes on with a speech there, and he's basically setting up the rules for how everybody is to act mm-hmm. and what will happen uh, while they do the changing of the guard. Okay. And so it's pretty neat. So if you hear this, I don't know how much audio we'll have. There'll be some there. But go on then and check out the video. Uh, it's actually about 15, 20 minutes, the whole thing. Yeah. I haven't listened to it all, but I think the video is going to be more, uh, what do I want to say, appealing than the audio because yeah. the audio is just him walking back and forth at times. Yeah, I mean, they're so not it's saying quiet. anything. So Other it's quiet. The beginning, right. that's why. Right. Yeah, that's why. So I, we'll, I, I might cut that down. But anyway, just to give you an idea, definitely check out the video uh, wherever we're going to post it. Are we going to yeah. do it on Flickr? I'll, yeah, I'll probably post it. Well, yeah, you know what? If it's long enough and if it's decent enough and it's we might put it not video me in my it. shaky hands. Uh-huh. But I think it is pretty good video. I mean, I did everything okay. I could to stay still. So maybe we'll try to post that Yeah, up okay. on YouTube. That's going to take some work, though. Okay. Because, I mean, it's in several chunks, and it's long. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may have even been over 20 minutes okay. uh, just because of the changing in the wreath and a lot of other stuff yep. that went on. So, anyway. Okay. So enjoy this audio. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? I am Sergeant Johnson of the 3rd Infantry Regiment, United States Army. Guard of Honor, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. The ceremony that you are about to witness is the changing of the guard. In keeping with the dignity of this ceremony, it is requested that everyone remain silent and stand. Thank you.
Hey, well, that's cool. Thanks for listening. And uh, we're going to end the show now. We're wrapping it up. It's uh, it's a little early this show, but I just want to say I've been sitting here listening to Doug talk, and it's it's kind of like uh, <laughs> soothing. I just want to sleep but now. You know, what the, you know what's incredible? Uh, I don't think that Adam's yawned once. Mm, and usually by now, true. I think I probably would have been laying on the floor yeah. here. So... Anyway, yeah. uh, I guess I don't mind ending this one, even or it being a little short. I know people have busy, busy uh, weeks and stuff ahead with mm-hmm. the holiday and everything. And I think uh, instead of just maybe just babbling to try to make up for time or whatever, I would much rather this just kind of stand on its own. Definitely. Yeah, so that people kind of get the importance. I'm sure that everybody has, but yeah. I don't know. Hopefully we've helped to bring a little bit more of that about. Definitely. It's a little different than what we've done in the past as far as this holiday, but we hope that it really brings you, I don't know, for me personally, I'm very fortunate and thankful that we live in the country that we live in and we have the opportunities that we have. And well, uh, yeah. and of course, anybody here that lives in the United States, you're probably remembering, yes, and it, yeah, we do take it for granted sometimes, but these holidays are meant for this kind of a thing to kind of reminisce and say, you know what? These people right down, you know, that live next door to me have, you know, they were veterans or, you know, whatever. It's you, you can't go very far before you find veterans. Or no, you especially, find somebody well, I mean, even mm-hmm. if they're older people, a lot oh, of yeah. the older people mm-hmm. now have have sons and daughters that died in Vietnam, that died in Iraq, even mm-hmm. through the first war. And so you can so. easily run into somebody who's been affected, affected by war. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess when we're eating our hot dogs and watching our fireworks and everything, we need to just remember that. that yep. Somebody is not getting to do that on that day, whether it be with their wife and kids or whether it be with their mother and father or brothers and sisters. They're not getting to do that so that we could. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, we'll have a safe week. Uh, if you're playing with fireworks, be careful. And just that, other than that, we're going to hit back up with the Disney World show next week. Uh, we will get back into the swing of things and vacation modes and just running around having a good time. And, uh, yeah, other than that, I can just say have a good one. Hopefully you enjoy the week and have a good holiday if you have the holiday off. Hopefully you do. And thanks for listening to our show. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2010. Thanks for listening. Hey, everyone. In lieu of outtakes this week, we really don't have anything, but I just wanted to say thanks so much for always listening to the show, at least up to this point. It's a it's a real honor to be able to provide a podcast that talks about travel and fun, and to be in a country where we can just talk about this kind of stuff and just broadcast it over the internet. So thanks to all of you who are listening to this part, and thanks so much for all the dedicated listeners that we've had over the last couple of years. If you have any comments or you want to send anything to us, you know our stuff and you know how to get a hold of us. So thanks again. Have a great week. See ya.